When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Ridge, back to bring you your waivers for week eight for your fantasy football leagues. We are in mourning. We are in mourning all day, all night, all this week. It's been a bad week. Injuries galore. So let's quickly run through the injuries that popped up in week seven. Mike Williams and David Njoku, high ankle sprains. Two to five weeks for David Njoku. No timetable right now for Mike Williams. I assume similar timetable, three to six weeks. Again, the big problem is with these high ankle sprains. We don't know what they're actually going to be look like when they do come back. We saw Jonathan Taylor come back from his not a high ankle sprain. Didn't look that great. So we'll see what happens. But unfortunately, both these guys are going to miss some time. Obviously, Mike Williams, David Njoku have been very good this, so far this season. Unfortunate to see them go down. Hopefully, they're back soon. But I mean, at week eight, we're getting close. You know, you're either in the playoffs or you're out of the playoffs. You're trying to make a push. These guys are not helping you get there and unfortunately will not be going on IR more likely than not to where you can at least get an extra player on your roster while they are out. Can't really drop them in my opinion. You got to just kind of hold the hold on to them, see what happens and kind of go from there. DK Metcalf is dealing with a patellar tendon issue. Pete Carroll, he didn't really say much about it. There was basically nothing saying as to what the actual injury was. Apparently it's a patellar tendon issue which could be weeks, could potentially be a month. Apparently, it's not super threatening, but we don't know, have any idea how long he's going to be out. So we'll have to kind of wait and see. In that regard, I would not expect DK Metcalf back probably in the next three weeks or so. And then potentially, he could be dealing with tendonitis and other issues beyond that. But all we right now is know that he hurt his patellar tendon, and there is no direct timetable for return right now. And we'll see what he looks like when and if he does come back. Amon Ross St. Brown did get injured. He was reported to have a concussion, apparently not a concussion. So maybe he's back this week. Maybe he's not. We'll see. Uh, Brees Hall, of course, we are definitely in mourning for Brees Hall towards ACL. Prayers up to him that he heals up. But he will not be back for the rest of the season, along with Jets starting left tackle Elijah Vera Tucker. He is also out for the season. So not great things for that Jets backfield, for the Jets offensive line, and for Zach Wilson going forward. Mike Boone was placed on IR and Daniel Bellinger fractured his eye socket. Yes, fractured his eye socket, which is an injury I've never heard of. Um, he may not even return this season. Obviously, a super unique injury. Maybe you weren't starting Daniel Bellinger, but he was looking good down the stretch for the Giants. The Giants, you know, low passing volume offense, but 
Daniel Bellinger was looking good. So unfortunately for him, hopefully he can get back and get better. Um, and hopefully he's back this season, but we'll see. Matt Ryan was benched for Sam Ellinger. Samuel Ellinger. Sixth round pick out of Texas. Not good. For people who don't know Sam Ellinger, this is basically like if Taysom Hill was playing quarterback for the Colts. It's probably the best way I can describe it. He has over 550 career carries in college for over 2,000 yards. Is he fast? Is Taysom Hill? Hell no. Can he run a little bit? Yes. What does this mean for all the pass catchers? Probably not good. It's, I don't know. We, we're going to find out, right? And it makes picking up a guy like Paris Campbell, who everyone likes, who's been getting a ton of usage lately, more difficult because with a new quarterback, new tendencies, new favorite targets, no idea what's going to happen. Paris Campbell, talented wide receiver, no clue, no way to project as to what's going to happen in Indianapolis going forward. But let's start with the most popular position, most important position, the running backs. In my opinion, the top waiver wire pickup this week is Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards was returned from IR. Obviously came in the game, played a ton. We, everyone was like, pick up Justice Hill, pick up Kenyon Drake. Yeah, good joke. It's Gus Edwards. He's going to be the back going forward. Clearly the starting running back scored two touchdowns, 16 carries. Looked pretty good out there. And, you know, in PPR leagues, it's, he's really just going to run the ball, right? You're praying he scores every week. But he did look good, got a ton of work, and I doubt the other back's going to factor in that much, especially as Gus gets more and more healthy. We'll see what happens with J.K. Dobbins down the stretch. As for right now, he is on IR, so it will be Gus's backfield more likely than not going forward. He's my number one pickup. Even if Michael Carter is available, in my opinion, Gus Edwards is still the higher-end guy. I know that Carter can catch past out of the backfield, but that Jets offense is going nowhere fast. They scored 16 points, and most of it was done by Brees Hall on his 62-yard touchdown run. I like Michael Carter. He looks good. There is reports that maybe they will be looking for a running back. Cream Hunt is on the block, so who knows whose job he may take in the future. But for now, it's looking like Michael Carter will be the lead running back for the New York Jets. So if he's available, it's like 65% of leagues is where he's already rostered, so not a ton. But if he's available, he's probably worth a pickup. He's going to be good down the stretch and obviously will be the starting running back unless something changes for the rest of the season. Same thing with Gus Edwards, in my opinion. He should be the starting running back. Even if J.K. Dobbins is back, maybe they split carries. But Gus has shown throughout his entire career that he's an effective running back, especially in that Baltimore Ravens system. He's a great back going forward, and I like him a lot. Then we talk about the Carolina Panthers backfield, which was shaken up when Christian McCaffrey got traded last week. Christian McCaffrey obviously started the game for the San Francisco 49ers, but Deontay Foreman was the backup running back. Chuba Hubbard was the starter. In my opinion, Foreman looked better, and I think you probably should look to pick him up a little bit. It looks like they will be splitting carries. Chuba obviously the lead back. I wouldn't throw a ton of fab at him, but if you do need kind of a guy that maybe you could trot in there and on some really bad bye weeks or you're really thin at running back, he may get picked up for a lot of money, but he's still the backup. And, you know, we saw Chuba get the touchdown, but we saw that Foreman looked just as good, if not better. I think he's a better running back. I think Chuba's fine. I think they've seen Chuba a lot, but what they saw from Foreman may force them to kind of make that switch and make Foreman the primary back going forward. I don't think that's a bad situation for them, and I think that he's got every chance as anybody to get that done. Foreman would definitely be on my radar. Not a ton of fab, maybe 5-10% or so of what you have left. I don't think I would go crazy. He's not necessarily going to be a start of the rest of the season. Carolina, still terrible, despite beating the Bucks, which was shocking. Um, but, you know, until he gets named the starter, he's probably not going to be have a ton of upside, but he will get his work. He did catch some pass out of the backfield, so a lot of good things for Deontay Foreman, regardless of whether he's the starter or not. Now, to, let's talk about Isaiah Pacheco. Started for the Kansas City Chiefs. He only got eight carries for 43 yards. I don't think he's a priority 
add for me, the Chiefs are on by this week. So are the Chargers. Forgot to mention that at the top of the show. But Chargers and Chiefs are on by this week. So Pacheco will do nothing for you. People will pick him up, but he's not going to be starting. He's not going to be getting a ton of work. The Chiefs ran for three touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco did not get any of them. I don't even think Isaiah Pacheco got a red zone carry at that. So that's a little bit of the concerning part is that while Clyde is not the starter, he is the guy kind of on those goal line packages, those red zone packages. He's been in the system for a long time. He knows it completely. He knows the entire playbook. And I think that Andy Reid, to some degree, trusts him to execute these plays. So that's where we may see more of between the 20s for Pacheco, and he may need to break a bigger run in order to get some of these touchdowns. But again, nothing you can do. Clyde got his touchdown, looked fine, wasn't the starter. Pacheco did outcarry him, which is good to see. But going forward, we don't really know if this backfield is going to be worth a damn and whether or not we even want Pacheco. Throw a couple bucks at him if you want, but I don't think you have to go out and spend a ton of money just because he's the chief starter, which is where I think if you're following my advice, you'll probably be outbid because someone will be like, oh, I need the starter for the Chiefs. It's going to be so good, so good. Look at how good Clyde's been. I don't know if Clyde has lost his role, right? I mean, the carries were 8-6. to six. Pacheco got nothing in the passing game, so that doesn't really help out his case to be this high-end PPR back either. We're talking about Gus Edwards being a guy that you add because, again, he's on a great offense that will run the ball. Now, imagine you flip the script. You put a player on a good offense where they don't really run the ball. The pass catchers look great this week. They obviously thumped the 49ers and still Pacheco only got eight carries. So that really says a lot about how much they're planning on running the ball going forward. And maybe that changed after the bye, but I just don't think that Pacheco is a guy that I'd be going out and spending a ton of money on. So let's get into the wide receivers now. Paris Campbell has to be the number one ad. And I already kind of went off the top. Sam Ellinger is not it. Like he's just not. Like I don't, I don't need, I don't want to go in too deep about Sam Ellinger. But he's not good. Like, he, yes, he started for four years at Texas. Sixth round draft pick, if you care about that. But that's about where it ends. Like, he can run the ball, which is great. And and I ma- made the joke that it's like Taysom Mill starting. But legitimately, he did run for 2,000 yards in college. He did have 550 carries. So it's like he can run the ball. Like, that's not a joke. And Matt Ryan couldn't run the ball. So we go from a team where they run the ball a lot. So now, it, and then they start passing the ball like crazy because they're behind all the time because Matt Ryan's not playing well. Now he's benched. We get Sam Ellinger in there. I think they're going to pound the hell out of the rock. So what does that mean for the pass catchers? Michael Pittman, downgrade. Paris Campbell, downgrade. Alec Pierce, probably not startable at this point because we don't know what the volume's going to look like or if it's even going to be there in these games. So it makes going after Paris Campbell difficult and in my opinion kind of crushes this value that we had for him because we just don't know you could go and try and pick him up and spend some fab on him but don't be surprised if Paris Campbell gets three receptions for 30 yards next week because Sam Allinger prefers Alec Pierce or he prefers Michael Pittman or they just run the ball 40 times throws the ball to Deion Jackson throws the ball to Naeem Hines JT gets more involved like there's a lot of guys that can get the ball and I think that's the bigger problem here there's three running backs that have shown they're fairly talented deserve the ball there's three pass catchers that deserve the ball there's tight ends who deserve the ball and Sam Allinger is a quarterback that can't really support more than what two targets probably because he's just not probably he's probably not going to be that guy so that's where this becomes more difficult is that if Paris Campbell isn't the one or the two and even if he is the two like he's probably not overly valuable Pittman's the only one where being the alpha in the offense he should be fine he's not going to be what you hoped for when you drafted him but he should be fine and he's done well with regardless of the quarterback he's had we all wanted to shit on Carson Wentz we wanted to shit on Matt Ryan well guess what now you're stuck with Sam Ellinger so hopefully you should you enjoy it I don't know what to do with Michael Pittman. Maybe you try and trade him. I don't know what you get from him before Sam Elliott goes out there, stinks it up. But maybe you try and get something. But Paris Campbell, 
tough buy in my opinion. I don't think I'd be going out spending a ton of fab on him. Now let's get into the New York Giants starting wide receiver, Wandale Robinson, who is ascending and is playing with a quarterback who seems to look like he's damn good. Good enough, at least. Daniel Jones got another win with the New York Giants, 6-1 and one now. Giants are looking great. Wandell Robinson put in another better performance, obviously getting more involved. Six receptions this week, getting more involved in the offense, which is great. Again, they're not a heavy pass catching or not a heavy passing team, which is one of the small issues for me with Wandell Robinson. But if he's going to be giving you five, six receptions a week, I can get on board with that. On top of that, they played the Seahawks this week. We know about those Seahawks. They like to give out those yards through the air, and I like that quite a bit. We'll see a lot of Saquon, hopefully see some Wondell Robinson. I think he's worth picking up, and I think he's a guy that you want to prioritize this week. Last week, I told you to go pick up Donovan Peoples-Jones. That worked out pretty good, in my opinion. Nobody's still talking about him, even though he had a pretty good week this week. I think you should probably still go and get him. This week, the Browns play the Cincinnati Bengals, and we've seen what Cincinnati's done the past few weeks. They are good, and they're probably going to put up another 40 bomb on the awful Browns defense again. So I think the DPJ and garbage time and just sheer volume can do some work for you in some deeper leagues. He's probably still widely available. If you want to take a shot on him, I do think he's pretty good. And let's not forget, Deshaun Watson will be back eventually, not for till week 12, but it's getting closer and closer to that time where we're like, hmm... Maybe we should start thinking about Deshaun Watson and how he may impact this offense. If David Njoku is out and not really playing that much, that really just leaves DPJ as a potential guy who could fill in that role. And that, in my opinion, is a role worth having. We'll see how Watson looks. We don't know. Amari Cooper's still there. But in my opinion, he could be decent. And I think that's worth a shot, worth taking a shot on, especially in some of these leagues. Now, in the deepest of leagues, I mean the deep, deep leagues. Marquise Goodwin is a guy that you could go pick up. He's really fast. And so that's really the only calling card he has. He can go deep. This is in deep, deep leagues. DK is out. So, I mean, it's looking like Marquise Goodwin will be the guy who kind of replaces him. He plays the Giants this week where they can be beat deep a little bit. They do not allow a lot of points to wide receivers or opposing quarterbacks. But when they do get beat, it's usually out wide. They're much better against slot wide receivers. So Tyler Lockett could be in trouble this week if he sees doubles. And that would leave more likely than not single coverage for Marquise Goodwin. So again, he can catch something deep, maybe a comeback route. Don't expect a lot, but this is in the deepest of leagues if you want to go after Marquise Goodwin. He was a guy that was like, eh, maybe. You never know, right? I said the same thing with DBJ last week. Eh, you never know. Tonight we have Tyquan Thornton. He may look good. So if you want to go pick up Tyquan Thornton today, before the Monday night game, I support it because he could have a good game, at which point he'll be much more expensive next week. So we obviously already talked about Tyquan Thornton, so hopefully you got him. But if you didn't, maybe try and pick him up before this game. If you have maybe some place on your roster, can get rid of somebody who hasn't played yet, buys, whatever. Think about it. I think it's worth an ad. He will look good. Um, but the weather, questionable. Matt Jones coming back. Prefer Bailey Zappi right now with that high ankle sprain, but we'll see. Maybe Tyquan Thornton does something. He obviously ran a touchdown and he caught a pass. I don't know, but I still like Tyquan Thornton quite a bit. I still like DPJ, but Paris Campbell, Wondell Robinson, two priority ads. Wondell probably number one for me. I think he's going to get guaranteed volume. Paris Campbell, I don't want to pay up for a guy where I don't know what the hell is going to happen. He should get the volume, but if he doesn't, I'm not going to be surprised. I think I would probably go Wondell, Paris, DPJ, Tyquan Thornton, and then at the very bottom, in the deepest of leagues, Marquise Goodwin. Now let's talk about the tight end position. Tight end is tough this week, but it's worth pointing out that Harrison Bryant, the tight end for the Cleveland Browns, will be the primary tight end in Cleveland. Obviously, we've seen what David Njoku has done this season, so you do want to go get Harrison Bryant if he's available in your leagues, and he probably will because he's a backup tight end and should see some volume. How much volume? 
I don't know. It's difficult to project, but if he can easily slot into that role, very athletic, talented guy. We've seen some flashes from Harrison Bryant in the past. He should be able to fill in for Njoku pretty well. We'll just have to see how he gels with Jacoby Brissett. And then obviously, if we were to miss even more time, could potentially gel with Deshaun Watson in this offense. Hopefully, he can run with this job a little bit. Maybe see some more two tight end sets and not just Njoku, because I think both are talented players. And I think that Harrison Bryant probably deserves a role in this offense. But we've seen a lot more David Bell and not as many two wide receiver sets. Hopefully, we can see a little bit more from Harrison Bryant in this small stretch while David Njoku is out. But we'll see. I still think he's worth an add. Guys, as well, I think you could pick up is Evan Ingram, who I talked about last week. Still under-owned. Had another good game this week. Four receptions, 67 yards. Looking fine, but not killing your team. You know, he's not necessarily getting the touchdowns, the boom weeks, but he's not killing you. So, Evan Ingram, you could definitely do worse. And Irv Smith, coming off the bye, maybe he was dropped on the bye week. He is available in quite a few leagues. I believe he's only owned in about 37% of leagues or so. And this week, he plays against the Arizona Cardinals, who are the second worst against the tight end in all the NFL. So he is definitely worth an ad if you want a, a tight end streamer for the week. Those are the kind of guys I'm looking at right now. QB streamers, I, I, I don't really know. I'm not seeing a ton of value in the QB streamers right now. I was looking at, you know, Tua again. Talked about Tua. I mean, I talked about uh, Teddy Bridgewater, even though Tua was starting. But again, they play the Lions. So if you want to play Tua, another another week in this offense. I thought about maybe Marcus Mariota, PJ Walker. You have Atlanta versus Carolina, the battle for the number one pick. That could be a decent game with some quarterbacks who are struggling. But, but maybe PJ Walker can put up a good performance against a really bad Falcon secondary. We saw them just get decimated this week. P.J. Walker did look good. He's already announced the starter for the following week. So that's not a bad option either. Scanning through, you know, you got Zach Wilson versus the Patriots. No, thank you. Maybe Daniel Jones versus the Seahawks if you want to go that route. Again, Daniel Jones ran for 100 yards this week, passed for 200, looking good, has the Seahawks. Seahawks, we know, are a sieve on defense. Outside of that, though, like Taylor Heineke versus the Colts. No, thank you. Ryan Tannehill versus the Texans, maybe, but we should see a ton of Derrick Henry in that one. You got the Commanders versus the, yeah, the yeah Taylor Heineke. You're definitely not starting Sam Ellinger because that dude is, if he's good, I will happily eat my crow, but I promise you he's not. So don't, don't worry about that too much. But those are the kind of guys I'm looking at right now. Not seeing a ton of QB streamers that I like. It's just, it's a tough week, man. You know, hopefully Russ comes back and they don't have to see the Brett Rippon experience in London this week. So it's just, yeah, it's, ugh, it's not looking good. It's not looking good, ladies and gentlemen. For the QB streamers this week, it's not looking good. Matt Ryan, not good. He's just not. Davis Mills got cooked this week. Oh, he looked awful. And then, like I talked about, Tua was fine. He wasn't, didn't do anything spectacular, but wasn't bad. Didn't kill you either. I think, you know, if I'm looking at it right now, maybe if you if you really want to throw a dart at P.J. Walker, I mean, it's, he, he'll he be available for you no matter when you want to pick him up. But Daniel Jones, probably the number one QB streamer this week against the Seahawks, should have a good game. He's been playing phenomenally. He's not a top 12 guy, but he can definitely work his way in there with the rushing floor, and he had a rushing touchdown this week. So don't hate it by any stretch. But those are the guys I'm looking at right now. So we're kind of doing a quick recap through the names on the list. Gus Edwards, number one pickup on the week, even ahead of Michael Carter, in my opinion. Deonta Foreman out of Carolina. Don't love Isaiah Pacheco right now. Is on by this week. That's worth pointing out. Wide receiver. Didn't even get to talk about Josh Palmer. Should fill in for Mike Williams, but we'll see. He's more of a slot guy, so I don't really know how to project his role in the offense. Paris Campbell, Wondell Robinson, the top two guys. Paris Campbell, a little bit fearful of the role with Sam Ellinger coming into the fold, but Wondell Robinson should be good going forward. Still like DPJ and in deep leagues, Marquise Goodwin. Yikes. And in tight end, 
Evan Ingram, Irv Smith Jr., and I think the priority ad would be Harrison Bryant, the tight end for the Cleveland Browns. Filling in for David Njoku, those are the kind of guys I like this week. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you drop me a like and subscribe. If you have any questions, let me know down in the comments, and I can kind of talk you through any questions you may have and answer any small things or other things within my process. If I see anything else I like, I will add it, of course, into the description of the video or into the comments. But as always, thank you guys so much for watching. Good luck this week, and I'll see you guys next week with some more waivers. I'm out. Peace.